Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Ah, the weekend is here. Welcome in, boys and girls. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you are tuned in. Much love, of course, to the Bet Las Vegas, the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, and the Mighty 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. I go by the name of Adrian Hernandez, and welcome in to the Arash Markazi Show, a.k.a. The Sporting Tribune today with Adrian Hernandez. It's a little, how do we say this? Consider it a dessert as you go into your weekend. This is what we do every Friday. We take over the show. We got an hour to uh, to entertain, and that's exactly what we're going to do. By talking sports, we'll get to it, okay? Here's a tip, fellas. Out of nowhere, by the way. If you're on a date, you know what you do. Things are going slow. You know what I'm saying? It's not moving at a good pace. Or if you're just trying to make initial reactions as you plot your moves towards someone that catches your eye, you let them talk about themselves. Because that's exactly what I'm about to do right now. And by the way, consider this episode my flu game. As you can tell in my voice, we're a little raspy. But we pushing through because the weekend is here on one of the biggest college football weekends of the year. Week 3 of the NFL for some of us here in California or Las Vegas. Who may or may not be Rams or Chargers or Raiders fans. That's not good news, but we'll get to that later, okay? Need to talk about myself for a second because last week we brought you an episode live from one of the most magical places on earth, Disney World. And I got a little bit emotional, man. Uh, I brought up my son before, my son Sire, and it was awesome to be able to, number one, I don't know what your guys' living situation is growing up or currently, but... I took planes to go back and forth from my parents, never to a vacation. And we never really took vacations, although my mom lived in Florida. So I grew up in Florida. I went to school in Florida. So we went to Disney World. I've been there before, but it's always a one day thing with the free tickets that they give the students here in Florida. Or if you do an activity, my mom was in music. Sometimes the band would come to perform and they'd give them tickets. So it was, it was those things, right? And then Universal Studios, I went once when I was a little kid, I was obsessed with Men in Black, right? I loved Men in Black. Universal Studios got a Men in Black ride. Will Smith, Tommy Lee Jones pulled up to the opening the first day the Men in Black ride opened. And we pulled up and we went. But I was like three years old then. In Florida heat, in a suit, 
which probably should have been child abuse because it was like 100 degrees. But that's neither here nor there. So I've been to a couple of the theme parks, but I've never been on vacation. Like my family never went camping. Bro, I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio. I've never even been to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Canton to Cleveland is literally 40 minutes. There's not traffic because it's Canton, Ohio, and people only go there for two weekends out of the year, all right? So... A deprived childhood, if that's what you want to call it. Like, we had things, you know what I'm saying? We just, we never went on vacations. We didn't go camping. Uh, Not a lot of visits to the theme park. You know what I'm saying? It was basically sporting events, right? So, I say all that to say, made me emotional to not only be able to take my son on a vacation, but to do it across the country, to get on a plane, to pull up to Disney, which, ladies and gentlemen, we know this at Disneyland here in Anaheim. Disney's expensive as hell, bruh. It's expensive as hell. So when I can go to Disney, right, with my son, the love of my life, what we do it for every day, you know what I'm saying? That's my motivation for my young one to be able to provide him something I never got to experience. When I saw Mickey Mouse, and then my son saw Mickey Mouse and Goofy, and got hyped, it brought a tear to my eye, because that's what we do it for, right? To provide better than we had to our family, to our kids. So, that was awesome. Um, And it just, it felt real good, you know what I'm saying? I did not get to take him to the ESPN restaurant, which is called the ESPN Zone, which... If I believe ESPN used to have like a chain of restaurants, right? I know there was one in New York City because that's where they filmed the sports reporters. Rest in peace to John Saunders. You know what I'm saying? Who else? Who else was on the sports reporters? Oh, my God. I can see all their faces and I can't remember all their names except Bob Ryan in the Boston Globe. Uh, My dude from Detroit. uh, Lupica. Mike, was it Mike Lupica? It, play Adrian Radio 93 on Twitter X or at the Sporting Trib. Mike Lupica, I believe, pulled up to the Sporting uh, the Sports Reporters all the time. He could pull up to the Sporting Tribune today if he wants. Mike Lupica, open invitation to come on the show whenever you want. Um, but they also had one in Orlando, and I can't believe that thing's still standing. It might be the only one. They had one, I believe, in Disneyland, downtown Disney, over there in Anaheim, which actually, I don't know why I'm saying believe. I'm just making that up. It was just an assumption. I don't know if that's the case. I just knew that there was one in New York, and that there was one in Florida, and that there was, was a chain of these, and... Unfortunately, I'm pretty sure that one in Orlando is the only one left because rent in New York, that I'm pretty that restaurant was like in Times Square. Again, based on no information, just my assumption. But I would assume that it was near Times Square or on Times Square. That rent's crazy. No way that place is still up. And honestly, the ESPN's own restaurant really wasn't that good. I always used to get a hot dog. It was part. It was part of the birthday weekend routine in Orlando. You go to ESPN Zone, I buy a fitted hat, and then we go to the movies at Downtown Disney, and we'd look at some of the parks that we couldn't go to, and then we went home. That's how the birthdays worked. And I got to take my son to the ESPN restaurant, 
And we didn't really eat anything. We just kind of walked around. My son wasn't that interested. He's four years old, man. He's not a sports maniac like I am, okay? But it was cool to take him there. By the way, if you think about it, right? ESPN restaurants. Kind of ass. ESPN the phone. Didn't work out. ESPN and this point bet? No, nah, it's not even point bet. What is it? Pen? Yeah, ESPN and Pen Gaming? I don't know, man. I don't know. Watch out for that. Alright, that's that's my um that's my vacation recap. I didn't even get into the parks. We don't need to. Animal Kingdom was well, let's do it anyway. Animal Kingdom was dope, right? Pandora, which is if you haven't seen the Avatar movies, like that's Pandora is their universe. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know the name of the uh, of the of the blue people in Avatar, but they really did it up. It looked gorgeous. Um, Animal Kingdom had a Finding Nemo live stage show that was incredible. A Lion King one as well. Um, there is a dry. There's like a Pirates of the Caribbean avatar pandora ride where you get on the boat and you kind of drive through and it was cool it was relaxing you go in there for the ac like that's that's what some rides are there for just like pirates of the caribbean you go on that ride for ac if anyone ever tells you pirates of the caribbean is someone's favorite ride and they've only been to disneyland or disney world their liars are not good people and they can't be trusted because that's ridiculous pirates of the caribbean is another ride i already used my one swear word for the segment it's just a terrible you know what i'm saying it's not a good ride it's just it's there for the ac and that's it the jack skellington whatever his name is with uh with homeboy who played jack sparrow the jack sparrow figure looks like what's his name i'm really like i'm really killing it this segment with names and remembering stuff but the pirates of the caribbean ride sucks it's so bad that i don't even remember the actors in the movies even though the one guy's a megastar and has a wonderful face and a lot of facial hair but we'll move on animal kingdom was cool um we went to hollywood studios toy story land awesome slinky roller coaster it's meant for kids there's a couple little loops, you know, so you got to be careful. You can't just eat lunch and then go on the slinky roller coaster. It's not going to happen. Not at Disney World. Kind of tight, fully approved. And then there's a new restaurant, which is a barbecue place. All you can eat, which is good, because if you're paying 40 bucks, it ain't for just a plate. You know what I'm saying? All the sides, they bring them back out if you want some. You want more sausage. You want more chicken. You want more whatever, brisket. They can bring it all out individually, whatever you need. Personally, the chicken was delicious. And here's the thing. Brand new, brand new restaurant, right? And on the walls and, and, and surrounding the walls and even up on the roof, like it you're essentially under Andy's bed so you're hiding with the toys that's the concept and throughout the hour that you're there or like during your stay these things happen once an hour there's a part which I'm a Disney dad so this thing pops up on my Instagram a lot because it's a part of my algorithm in life as a father but there's a scene 
where you hear the music gets loud within the restaurant and it's Andy walking into the room trying to find something. And because he's trying to find something, everyone in the restaurant has to freeze. And you wait. And you wait. And you wait. And then Andy leaves and everyone goes back to normal. Just like in Toy Story. They had my girl Bo Peep. Like a living Bo Peep that was kind of tall. Like the King Kong in the room. It was like she was the biggest thing in the room. With the sheep. Zerg had a presence. You know what I'm saying? Woody's Roundup Gang. Shout out to Jesse. Shout out to Bullseye. Like, it was cool to see all these different sections represented. But the food was phenomenal, dog. Like, that's the important part. You know what I'm saying? Like, the decor, spectacular. It looked brand new. $45. I mean, it's a dinner, right? It's like a full meal. And it is Disney. And... I actually, when it comes to Disney World, I know that if you go to Magic Kingdom, I think, yeah, it's Magic Kingdom with the castle. There's like a Cinderella Be My Guest restaurant and a whole bunch of things with characters and all this stuff that is super expensive. Now, Andy's barbecue place didn't have no character like walkthroughs, but it's fine because they're all around you. You're within it. You're under Andy's bed and you're paying 45 bucks for some amazing food. Once again, the chicken was phenomenal. Jealous that Toy Story Land is in Disney World and not in Disneyland. But it is what it is. Slinky Ride, cool. Galaxy's Edge. In my opinion, seems like the Galaxy's Edge in LA, in Anaheim, is bigger than the one in Disney World, right? So I'm going to stick with Anaheim. That's where I go. I'm a Disneyland dad. You know what I'm saying? That's where I go. That's my hood. So Disney World's was cool. Rise of the Resistance, they're identical. Rise of the Resistance is one of the greatest rides of all time. Like, we know this, right? You know what I'm saying? We know a couple things in life. Rise of the Resistance, one of the greatest rides in the world. And Minka Fitzpatrick's hit on Nick Chubb on Monday Night Football was disgusting and not a dirty hit. Just a poor tackle from someone with no technique, right? You know what I'm saying? We'll get to that in a second. Let me wrap this up real quick. Um, What else do I need to say about Disney? It was lovely. Let's move on to Universal Studios because I took my kid not just to Disney World, not just to Animal Kingdom and Hollywood Studios, and we hit up Epcot. Epcot was cool. As a kid, I hated it. As an adult, it was all right. Like it was, it was cool. Guardians of the Galaxy, the new, uh, new ride, new roller coaster, super dope. You know what I'm saying? Like Epcot doing your thing. It rained on us. We had to leave early. That's fine. We couldn't try out the food. One of the pluses of Epcot. But we'll be back. You know what I'm saying? Now the Universal Studios, absolutely phenomenal. Personally, I think Universal Studios in Florida is better than the one here in the West Coast. In L.A., the Mario World isn't open yet in Florida like it is in L.A., but the Mario World in Florida is going to be bigger and bigger is always better. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, it was just there was a new Minions ride. There's a Minion Land. They had a bakery. 
I ate a minion cupcake. It was damn near orgasmic. You know, like when Caleb Williams has a throw and Trojan fans are like, whoa, this guy's on our team. That's the feeling I got every bite I took of that cupcake for the minions. The new ride was super cool. Transformer ride, still solid. The classic E.T. ride is dope. Now, they did get rid of Jaws, which is a classic Universal Studios ride. That's sad. But they're making a swamp from Shrek, like where Shrek lives, like the swamp. They're making that into like an area of the park with some DreamWorks and Shrek stuff, which is cool because the Shrek ride recently was taken away to make room for the Minions ride. But now Shrek's getting his own land. He's also getting new Crocs, by the way. You should check those out online. Those Crocs look lit. And most importantly, the E.T. ride, which is a classic, still there. Lucky enough to take my son, lucky enough to be in the front row, right behind E.T. in the basket. My son wanted to jump in the basket. I told him, no, we can't do that, but I wish he could have. And that was solid, you know what I'm saying? And shout out to the staff, just everyone helping out with my family and stuff. Like Universal Studios, high five to you guys, you know what I'm saying? You know who's not getting any high fives? Minka Fitzpatrick. Let's get into it. Monday Night Football, man. I'm not going to say it's a dirty hit because I don't know who Minka Fitzpatrick is as a person. I don't know him like that. I know him as a football player. I know that he's gotten hit with a helmet-to-helmet or he's he's been flagged for helmet-to-helmet when he was with the Dolphins years ago. And who cares, man? Anybody in the secondary has done that before. That's just the nature of the beast. Helmet-to-helmet happens. It's sport happens in real time. But he launched himself, which changes things. Like, he purposefully launched himself. He wasn't aiming for his knee. He was aiming low, and I understand that. But, bro, what do you do? Like, there's no excuse for someone. He launched himself. His helmet was parallel to the freaking field, the grass. Hands extended, reaching down, not looking where he's going. And also, the most important part of this situation is that a Steelers linebacker was in the middle of bringing Nick Chubb to the ground and tackling him. Because if this was a one-on-one situation, Nick Chubb going down the sidelines, Minka Fitzpatrick as the safety, being the last line of defense, if in open field, Minka Fitzpatrick tried and attempted to tackle Nick Chubb like he did when he got him hurt, He'd look like a damn fool. Nick would jump over him. Just do whatever. Any running back would. That's poor technique. No one teaches that. No one should be teaching that. That's dangerous for every party involved. Not just the running back. And I don't want to hear about chop blocks and that's different because it is different when you're talking about an offensive lineman and someone chop blocking while they're in the middle of the block. This is different, and I'm not saying it's dirty. I'm saying it's terrible technique, speaking of terrible, that leads us to the Raiders. I've come on Arash's show. I've expressed this, and I want to make this clear before we go to break. Jimmy G has had the sixth most time to, to make a pass. He's been sacked, I believe, once. Look at the PFF ratings 
one of the best offensive lines in pass protection this year. Somehow, I have no idea how, has been the Raiders. This man doesn't know how to make a decision. Hunter Renfro, I don't believe, has a catch. He barely has any targets. They drafted a tight end, Michael Mayer, a premium pick. I don't think he has a reception, or if he does, it's like one or two. And he doesn't throw, so he's not making fast decisions, right? He has time. He's not making the proper decisions. We know that he can't throw the deep ball, which Derek Carr could. Not trying to compare the two, but he can't throw the deep ball. Less attention is being spent on Devontae because they know the quarterback can't sling it into him like most can. And now Josh Jacobs is getting affected because they're filling up the bo- the box. There's automatically eight in the box. What's going on, bro? Yeah. Ugh, it's frustrating, and I don't know how they're going to fix this. They beat Denver because Denver is terrible, and so is Russell Wilson. But they got smacked by Buffalo, and they're probably going to get smacked by the Steelers because the Steelers have a better coach. Raiders might have better talent. Steelers have a better coach. Better coaching staff other than their offensive coordinator. Just wait on it. Speaking of waiting, you're not going to have to wait that much. Coming up next here on the Sporting Tribune today with Adrian Hernandez. One of the biggest weekends in college football this season. And we'll be joined by ESPN's very own Marty Smith here on the Sporting Tribune today. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big. We go all night. And here, everyone is invited to get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Yo, welcome back to the Sporting Tribune today. I go by the name of Adrian Hernandez, your host. So happy to be here. Whether you're listening on the Bet Las Vegas, which is my home base, the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, and the mighty 1090 ESPN Radio Southern California. And look, the Sporting Tribune is where you need to be getting your news, man. This is what we do around here. We cover the West Coast, Southern California, Las Vegas, and Hawaii. And let's just like look at the calendar, right? We got you covered. College football coverage, UNLV, San Jose, Hawaii, Cal. Did I say San Diego State? We, yeah, we do that too. Oh, yeah, and USC, Caleb Williams. Big game this weekend. Huge game. Huge weekend in college football. We got you covered on that end. We are days away, Sunday. Not only week three of the NFL. We'll get to that here in a second. But also, the semifinals, Las Vegas Aces, Game 1, Michelob Ultra Arena, inside of Mandalay Bay, on the Las Vegas Strip. Aces looking to repeat. 
one, two, three, six games away, I believe. Six games away from making that happen, happening, making that happen, excuse me. Six games away, back-to-back WNBA titles, something that hasn't been done since the Houston comments. Oh, my goodness, I can't talk. I told you guys it's my flu game. Since the Houston comments, comments, not comics, the comments, C-O-M-E-T-S, like a rocket ship. But it's Comet, but it's plural, so it's Comets. You know, Cheryl Swoops, the legend. Yeah, them. Since then, that was at the beginning of the WNBA, by the way, like 25 years ago for the record. That makes me feel old. But it was like 20, 25 years ago, all right? You know what I'm saying? So it's been a while. Asia Wilson, Kelsey Plum, Chelsea Gray, Jackie Young. Candace Parker's injured. You know what I'm saying? I'm just throwing her name in there. Becky Hammond. You know what I'm saying? Everybody on that team, they're trying to do something special. And we got you covered, all right? I'll be in the building covering them. Look out for our digital content um, on social media at the Sporting Trib, uh, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, um, X, Twitter, whatever you want to uh, Twitter. I'm never calling it X. Sporting Trib on Twitter. Uh, we'll have your coverage not only on the digital side, YouTube as well, I should say, at the Sporting Trib. Be sure to subscribe. Also, you can get this podcast like wherever you get your podcasts. And, like, you should rate, review, and, like, subscribe. I don't know if that's how you do it in the podcast world. I've never had to do a podcast plug. Um, but take us wherever you go, you know what I'm saying? Not just here in this moment, in your car as you're getting ready to go wherever you need to go. You know what I'm saying? So we'll have that coverage also. Willie G, Steve Carp, the uh, Las Vegas section of the Sporting Tribune. Uh, we will be covering you with the WNBA. I brought up the NFL. Of course, Rams, Raiders, Chargers all throughout the week with the Arash Markazi show. Fernando Ramirez was on. Lauren Jones and a plethora of others. We'll be getting you the latest recaps and everything going on. Updates, breaking news, whatever the case, all throughout the NFL from our team here throughout the West Coast. Um, I also know some content coming out of some Chargers games as well. That was fantastic. Following the unfortunate loss of the Chargers, by God, man. Whew, Brandon Staley. My boy. That defense, that secondary. People forget, right? Because he came in here, had some boy wonder energy like Sean McVay. Homie. You got hired as a defensive coach. Your team's put up, like, the one of the most points in the league. Herbert's been amazing, I think. <laughs> I think. And you guys are just losing. Like, what? What's going on, bro? Staley, we're going to send your ass back to Ohio. Um, And also the Rams as well. I misspoke. We had some great post-game coverage video content um, from the Rams. And, yeah. That's just the NFL, the WNBA. We have Canelo Alvarez fighting next Friday. No, next Saturday night, the 30th, September 30th, T-Mobile Arena. We will have coverage all this upcoming week on that big fight. I know I'll be at Radio Row to end the week, trying to get some interviews, trying to get some good content for you guys. And yeah, man, MLS still going on. 
We're gearing up, by the way, October 8th, I believe. That is the first preseason basketball game. Like, FIBA just ended, although the U.S. kind of disappointed. And the basketball season is going to be right here. We're going to have all the sports going on at the same time. Let's just hope some of the NFL teams around here, Rams, Chargers, Raiders, step it up, please. You know what I'm saying? Just please step it up. Step up. I want you, I want you guys to try to be out here performing like you don't want Caleb Williams to be on your team next year. No disrespect to Caleb because everybody should want him on the team. I'm just saying, like, I'm going to need some wins. It does not get any bigger than this weekend in the regular season of college football. USC, Colorado, Oregon, Pac-12 going out here with a bang. Notre Dame versus Ohio State and so much more, which is why it is perfect timing. I swear this man did this on purpose. He is a genius. I don't know who in the publishing of this book or whatever the case, whoever decided to drop a book days after the madness of what we're about to get this weekend is a genius. Joining us here in a matter of moments is Marty Smith. Marty freaking Smith from ESPN covers college football, covers anything and everything. Let's be honest. Man knows how to have fun on television. A huge influence to me personally in my career gives me the gravitas to start the sports show talking about my vacation to Disney and giving you reviews because you got to have some fun. And that's exactly what we're about to have. Marty Smith on the Sporting Tribune today. I'm Adrian Hernandez. And I really, I really hope you enjoy this, my guy. Hey, it's the Sporting Tribune today, and it is a big weekend in college football, so it's perfect timing for our guest joining us right now, Marty Smith. For those watching right now on the stream, he has a book coming out this Tuesday, Sideline CEO, Leadership Principles from Championship Coaches. Marty, first off, thank you for joining us, and the book starts with a forward from Tim Tebow, and that note basically talks about leadership and how leadership is often disguised as influence. And we get flowers around here. So first off, in my career, you've been a great influence. How are you on one of the biggest college football weekends? Oh, my man, I'm great. I really appreciate uh, your kind words and you offering me the platform to discuss it. Um, Tim's a really special person in my life, too. Uh, he's, he's just such an indomitable uh, person and he's so staunch in his beliefs and, and his belief in people that he loves. And he's been just such an important person in my life. Sorry, brother, I just boarded an airplane, so that's why no you're worries. hearing people talking, talking in the background behind me. But, yeah, my, my hope with this book is I hope that people can take its tutelage and its, and its wisdom because these are, I mean, it's a who's who. It's Nick Saban, Dabo Sweeney, Mike Brown, Kirby Smart, Roy Williams, John Calipari, Tom Izzo, Patty Gasso, Kim Mulkey, on and on. I mean, it's a, it's a who's who of champion wisdom championship leaders and them sharing the pillars that they believe it takes to make great leaders there and sustain excellence as a professional. So I think it's applicable to uh, people in any business and, and, and even myself as a father. I mean, I've developed some of this into my own daily walk in the way that I manage uh, my, you know, kind of my, my walk as a dad. And so uh, I think people are really going to learn 
when they pick up sideline CEO. And listen, Marty, you didn't even give them all the coaches. Trust me, it is a lot more uh, the greatest coaches throughout a plethora of different sports. So I have to ask you, the process of writing this book and, of course, all these conversations that you had with these coaches, is there one specific conversation that was your favorite? Well, there were so many. I tell you, brother, the, the crisis management chapter, which is it's chapter six, Leaders, you know, when, when people assume or aspire to get to leadership roles, uh, in this instance, coaching, you don't really sign up for crisis management, but also in, almost invariably you have to do it. And so many of these coaches gave me such unbelievable storytelling about times when they had to do it. Like, you know, Doc Rivers, when he was the head coach and the general manager of the L.A. Clippers, you know, had to manage that moment when the uh, franchise's previous owner, Donald Sterling, made racist remarks. Mm -hmm. And so Doc has to go in to practice with these players who are hurt, pissed, confused, and he has to try to, you know, reach them on their level because, in his words, all of them saw him as an extension of that ownership because he was the general manager and the coach. So he had to humanize himself to them and walk them through the impossible. And so it's that kind of storytelling, you know, Matt Brown sharing with me that, you know, he, he receives a phone call one day from the Texas state police and they're asking him to identify a young man's body because that young man had on a Texas national championship ring and that national championship ring had that young man's name on it. And they asked Mac to call the parents and inform them. So it's, it, it, it really is a ton of depth in the, in the in the process of being a leader and that's just the one chapter no a hundred percent and look i'm looking forward to it i'm on chapter four right now um, i'm looking forward for people to being able to get their hands on it this upcoming tuesday when it releases um and i'm curious because you know i said you talk to a lot of coaches professional collegiate um and when it comes to college coaches uh, obviously, there's an evolution, not only in kids and what they're doing, uh, college football, the sport, how so many things have changed. Um, what's your conversations with some of these college football coaches? Um, did they talk about the evolution and how they've had to evolve with the changing times in the sport? Absolutely. It's the last chapter of the book is evolution. It's classic Eckhart Tolle. If you don't evolve, you die. And there's never been a moment in college sports like there is right now where you have this sort of intersection where the transfer portal and name image likeness and conference expansion and all these different variables are converging at the exact same time. And it makes for a very transient sport. And I mean, you look at what Dion's doing in Colorado. I mean, he took a, he took a program that was irrelevant at best and has made it the biggest story in all of sport in just a matter of months because of his dynamic personality. You know, he's sort of the center point uh, and everything else sort of radiates from him, that light that, that radiates from him with, I mean, not only are they relevant, they're the biggest story in sports, and they're winning, which, you know, that is, that's his job. And so it is a very di different time. Uh, the college football that I fell in love with, I've said this many times uh, of late, it doesn't exist anymore. It's a very different sport. I, I love it. I, I'm so grateful I get to be immersed in it. And, and have platforms in it, but it is not the Virginia Tech football that I grew up going to watch with my dad. No, that that's for sure. And I'm curious with you, Marty, in your career, who was your favorite leader when it comes to your media career, and why? Why do you choose them? Well, there are several, but uh, I would I would say 
I would say the one that probably is my is the leader that that really started to shape me the most was uh, a guy named Ray Cox, who was a preps writer in Virginia at the Roanoke Times newspaper, because he was the first person that really saw some writing talent in me. And you know, I, I, I do television now, and I've done television now. I've almost I've been at ESPN for almost twenty years now, but. I'm a writer by trade. I studied print journalism in college. That's where I cut my teeth. And Ray offered me this job as a junior in college. And I, I mean, I had real life deadlines. I had to be accountable for people along with a, you know, 18 hour class load. So he really crafted me and, and, and believed in me and gave me that responsibility. And then from there, there's been so many different people who saw something in me, whether it was passion or, uh, you know, I guess in some cases talent, although that, I think that's debatable. But nonetheless, <laughs> um, I'm so grateful for every single one of them. Uh, Lee Fitting, you know, Lee Fitting is the guy at ESPN who I was a NASCAR reporter. I was a very sports-centric reporter in a niche sport, and he said, no, that passion belongs in college football. I'm going to put you with Ohio State in 2000 when they have Joey Bosa and they have Michael Thomas, and they have Ezekiel Elliott, and they have pro dudes everywhere, and Urban Meyer's head coach, and they're going to win a national championship, and you're going to be the guy that tells America about that team when I've never done college football. So he believed in me when I didn't even believe in myself, and that's the essence of leadership. A hundred percent. And Marty, I know you're on this flight, so we're going to get you out of here with two quick ones. Um, obviously, this weekend is jam-packed. I'm pretty sure, I don't know who scheduled this book to come out a couple of days after this weekend, but great timing. <laughs> if I have to make you just pick one for some evil reason, you can only watch one game this weekend, USC, Colorado, Notre Dame, Ohio State, and plenty others. Which one are you going with? If I can only watch one game, that's hard. Um I think I would probably go Oregon, Colorado right now because, you know, Oregon's on, I mean, pardon me, uh, Colorado's on this run. They're this massive story. Everybody's paying attention. They're breaking ratings records at our network. And then you have Oregon on the other side with the intrigue of Dan Lanning, the head coach up there, basically saying, I don't remember a time when Colorado was relevant. And he's not backing off those statements. So mm. there's a lot of a lot of interesting storylines in in that game. You know, Oregon is a – I don't know. I think as you and I speak, they're a three-touchdown favorite, I think. And, you know, there's a lot of juice in that one. Oregon has a great team. So we're really going to find out who Colorado is. This is a barometer game. And, of course, they're missing Travis Hunter, uh, which really hurts them. But it's a, it's, it's a big weekend for them. And I guess I would say that one, even though I'm going to – I'm on my way right now as we speak to Auburn, Texas A&M. That's the game I have this weekend. And that one should be great, too. Uh, I really like what a and doing with Bobby Petrino, an offensive coordinator. Connor Wegman is playing out of his mind at quarterback. And it's really starting to sort of come into focus for Jimbo here in year six down in College Station. Marty, you're on your way to this game. I am here on vacation for my son's birthday at Disney World. So we're closing out with this one. Marty Smith, what's your favorite Disney ride? Oh, that's a tough one. I'd say Rock and Roller Coaster. Um my kids and I, my kids and I love that thing, and we're 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 that family that we'll go there, we'll ride that thing, and uh, one more time, Daddy, and I'm not gonna say no. My little girl looks at me, and she asks me to come. I say, "Yep, you got it, honey." She, I, I, to say that I'm wrapped around her finger is a colossal understatement, Senator.
<laughs> there it is. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, Marty, listen, I know you got to go on this flight, so thank you so much for making the time. And for everyone, Sideline CEO, Leadership Principles and Championship Coaches, look at it right here on the camera. Get yourself the thank copy you. of this book coming out this uh, this Tuesday, September 26th. Marty, thank you so much. I'm so grateful for you, brother. Thank you for the platform and your spirit. And y'all have a great one. Appreciate you. Enjoy this weekend. A great ball. There it is. Marty Smith joining us. The man is so hardworking. I believe he had four podcasts that he was a guest of. And then he had to do our interview. And unfortunately, of course, the other interviews ran late. He was doing that interview from a plane seat on his way to one of these great games going on this weekend. So I look forward to actually getting a full interview full time on video 20 to 30 minutes, really diving into a lot of things. Because I'm going to be honest with you. Hold up. Let me get this book because it's here in studio. Hold on a second. Excuse me momentarily. All right. Let me look at the back of the book. Right. Because this is about coaches and their philosophy and, and how they're basically sideline CEOs, which is perfect description for head coaches, man. Nick Saban, Frank Beamer, Mac Brown, John Calipari, Calipari Tom Izzo, Lane Kiffin, uh, Leonard Hamilton, Nancy Lieberman, Urban Meyer, Davo Sweeney, Doc Rivers, Kim Mulkey, Roy Williams. Like, look at the plethora of people this man got to talk to, right? So, go check out that book. Comes out this Tuesday. Sideline CEO for Marty Smith. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to having him on the show um, with a little bit more time. You know what I'm saying? I kind of show we talked to him for about 10 minutes. If you missed it, don't worry. Our YouTube youtube.com slash at the sporting trib that is t-r-i-b that is coincidentally the same name at sporting trib where you can follow us on instagram on tiktok on twitter because we don't call it x and you need to be looped in you need to be with us right you need to connect with us because this is big weekend in sports it's fall time, baby. We say goodbye to the summer. It is fall, which means a lot of these weekends are big weekends in sports. And when it comes to the West Coast and the teams that we cover here at the Sporting Tribune, we got you. USC this weekend, we got your coverage. Rams gearing up for Monday Night Football against the Bengals, we got your coverage. Chargers looking to win finally, we got your coverage. Shout out to Fernando Ramirez. And of course, with the Raiders, their home opener, we got you covered with that as well with our team here in Las Vegas. That'll also have you covered when it comes to the Las Vegas Aces. They're getting ready to do semifinals game number one against the Dallas Wings. This has been the Sporting Tribune today. I go by the name of Adrian Hernandez. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at AdrianRadio93 and at Heavyweight Radio on Instagram. Wishing you and yours the weekend of your life. Adrian Hernandez, we're out of here. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing, currency chasing. Worldwide through the hard times, worrying faces. Shed tears as we bury brothers close to heart. What was a friend, now a ghost in the dark. Hard part about it, brother got smoked by a fiend. Trying to floss on him, blind to a broken man's dream. A hard lesson, court cases keep him guessing. Plea bargain ain't an option now, so I'm stressing. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. 
Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.